have been able to contextualize what has happened and what God is doing. But uh, the Bible has a number of examples where what we're going to see today happened in the early church. The practice, the observance today of installing a pastor, laying on of hands, is modeled in Scripture. In fact, Scripture records numerous occasions when there were significant moments when a church publicly acknowledged the anointed calling of a man of God and together affirmed God's placement of that man of God into the office of pastor. Now, there's a couple words very important to what we're going to talk about today. Calling, calling and office, the office of a pastor. I'll repeat this a couple of times because you'll miss what God is doing if you don't really grab a hold of this. But the installation of a local church pastor in the laying hands, it, it, it's not some mystical religious ceremony where some power comes down from heaven. Uh, no new superpowers for Pastor Jay after today. The laying on of hands does not endow a person in any way different than what God has already given in the way of spiritual gifts and abilities. More than anything else, and this, this is something for you to really grab a hold of, it, it, it marks the moment when we who are the church affirm and acknowledge what God did. See, some people think, well, the, the vote is what made Pastor Jay the, the pastor of Connect Church, when nothing could be further from the truth. We who are God's children affirmed what God had already done. It is God who chooses his pastors. I, I'd like you to let that settle in a little bit. This is not a democracy where we vote in, you know, the, the one who is going to lead for a while. That democracy was created in the minds of men and everyone from ancient Greece to pirate ships have operated on a democracy. And we're seeing in our country what mob rule looks like right now. When the person gets their way, there is only one vote here that matters, and that is God's vote, what God wanted. And so the laying on of hands instituted through the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, because God knew we, who are limited by human sight, would need a visual to help us really grab a hold of to what he had done. Two key words again. We remind you of them often. Calling and office. The office of a pastor. In the Bible, the word is translated from the original Koine Greek. And I don't like to go to the Greek a whole lot, but this is important. This is a moment to do this. Presbyteror. You say, that sounds a lot like Presbyterians. That's where they got their name. A presbyter or 
That word is translated in the Old King James, bishop. In, in some of the newer translations, it is, it is translated both pastor. It is also translated overseer and shepherd. Really because the word is so big, it entails all of those thoughts. So a lead pastor, the senior pastor, the elder elder, because in the, there, there's in Scripture this thing, plurality of elders, numerous pastors. The church in Jerusalem had multiple elders, but Peter was the elder elder. So the presbyteror, the office of lead pastor, as we refer in our culture, has great significance from a biblical context. I, uh, I have to tell you this, church family. Uh, preaching today at this moment is one of the, the greatest honors of my life. Pastor Jay, thank you for extending the invitation for me to preach your charge and, and to be a part of this installation ser service. And so what we are all doing today, and I'm putting this in biblical context, not forget about traditions of man, what does scripture have to say? Our, our part is through the laying on of hands, is to affirm and visually say, we acknowledge this is the heart of God. And we're going to do that in, in a few moments. I, I want to get started with our first scripture today. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 4, verse number 5. You can listen, I'll read it and, and jump right in here today. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we acknowledge, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. Now, this is huge because Paul is speaking to a group of believers in Corinth, a group of Christians, in a church that has been troubled with the cult of personality. I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. The cult of personality, where we get confused. See, God's never confused. And, and where we start picking favorites. And, and the, the truth is, we are all drawn somewhat to personality because it's what we know. But on, in the context of God's work and what God's plan is, it's never about an individual. And so Paul says, let's just kind of level this playing field here to the point. It's not Paul. It's not Apollos. We do not preach ourselves. We preach Christ. One of the reasons I'm most optimistic about today is because I know with certainty, I've had over a decade uh, to observe up close and personally that the man God chose to be our new overseer, our shepherd, our pastor, our presbyteror, the, the person God chose has demonstrated this verse. We don't go around preaching ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. Pastor Jason has been preaching Christ for well over a decade. And there are countless people who have come to Christ because he told them the truth, the good news about Jesus. And they were born again, and their lives have been changed. And I have watched him do this humbly. And I, I, I got to tell you, I've, if you read anything in leadership, 
uh, manuals and what a leader looks like, one of the things that good leaders always have in common is they were at one time in their life very good followers. They were good team members. They participated in a team and fulfilled their role. And, and I, I got to tell you, you know, everybody's wondered, I've been gone a few weeks, and I, I will just say this so I can get it out of the way. Uh, Pastor Jay, this is kind of a little sidebar from this because it's been asked of me. Uh, being gone the last few weeks, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Nobody asked me to be gone. It was my deep conviction that for this process, for you to hear from God, I, need, I needed to get out of the way. And it was so hard because I wanted to stand up here. I wanted to crawl up on top of the roof of the church and shout it from the, from the depths of my lungs what I thought of, of Jason Knight and how much I believed in him. But in private meetings, individual or in mass group settings, I, I have not done that till now because you already, I believe, affirmed through last su Sunday's vote what I believe to be true, and that is that God had put his hand on Pastor Jay and anointed him for the office of our pastor. But, but no one pushed me out. No, no one said, Ed, it's time for you to go. No, no one, I, I have yielded to this no differently than when I yielded to preach for the first time because this was the right step in what God called me to do. It was the right time. And I think time will tell and time will prove to us that Pastor Jay was prepared for this moment. And, and one of the ways, not, not just the, the, the multiple degrees and the, the seminary and the work that he has done, but God has prepared him, his heart because he has been molded into a godly servant who preaches Christ faithfully. So today, just two thoughts, Pastor Jay. Uh, and I know most of my messages have three points. But, but today, two. Uh, here you go. Jesus Christ is Lord. Here, I want to give you one verse, a couple of thoughts, and the first is, Jesus Christ is Lord. We are only fragile vessels. We are only fragile vessels. So let's look and see what God's Word has to say. From the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse number 7. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile. That's Keyword there, fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. This is spoken collectively to all believers, but it is especially true in those whom God has anointed and called. Uh, and and I, I was thinking, how can I, I really get this across? Because this is something I hope, this is a special moment, you guys. The installation of our pastor my pastor, your pastor, is a moment that we should take away some things we can hold on to and hold dear. And, and I thought, well, let's, let's get some help with this. So uh, I want to give you a little visual here. I thought about bringing in clay jars, but, but Tony, you ready to help me here with these, these uh, cups? Okay. So everybody, we're going to pass them down the aisle. Everybody grab one. Uh, they are free. Uh, if you put one of these in a Waste dump, it will still be there in a thousand years so that you don't have to worry. But it, it's going to, it is a styrofoam cup. Uh, 
it, it would not have been practical to bring in clay jars. They're bulky, they're expensive, uh, and everybody knows that a styrofoam cup is a lot cheaper. But uh, as we pass these out, I, I want to tell you what I, I hope you will remember and what you will take with you today. And, and this is my message, my charge to Pastor Jay, and, and it is to all of us, because a installation is, involves not just a charge to the pastor, but there's a charge to the church community as well. I want to pass out a symbol. It's a fragile container. Granted, it's not a clay jar. But it represents for us today the symbol of what Scripture is teaching us here and how Paul is acknowledging, and I want to acknowledge this today, we all are fragile clay jars. These styrofoams, I, I, I have no doubt. Where's Dave Davenport? When you come through here tomorrow morning cleaning up and picking up, you're going to be picking up little pieces of styrofoam cups. These are fragile. So don't go busting them up just to give Dave job security tomorrow morning. Would we all agree that styrofoam cups are rather flat, fragile? Yes? Amen? I mean, they're, they're not made to last, even though they sit in dumps around the world. They are fragile, and, and, and as a result, they are easily broken, and they represent us, all of us, not just pastors, because we all hold the treasure in this fragile jar. But there is something that I want you to take away on this installation of our new pastor, and that is this, that he too holds the treasure in a fragile jar, that he doesn't suddenly, because we lay hands on him, become empowered with the ability to no longer feel physical pain or emotional pain. He will still grow fatigued and tired. He will still suffer with emotional challenges like any other person who's ever lived. That because of his spiritual depth, he will address them in a way that is, I believe, going to be an example for all of us to see. But he is human, and he is no different. And, if, and I'll leave it with this, to just talk about our humanity and the humanity of pastors, and what I hope this cup will remind you, this from cup, is, is if Moses could not stand, knowing that by holding his hands out, that the battle would be won, and if he became weary and the weight of his hands dropped because he, he, he grew fatigued, because he was fragile, because he grew tired. If, if Moses couldn't do it knowing what was at stake, then every other spiritual leader, every other follower of Christ, everyone else who has said this truth, I believe, this is what's within me, the truth about God and who Jesus is. If, if all of us, We'll just get honest with this stuff, that, that we are fragile people. And, and it took two people who came out of the crowd, okay? Two people came out of the crowd, one on each side of Moses, held his hands up, and the battle was won. And, and there must be, from this com church community, people will hold, who will hold up Pastor Jay's hands. And pray for him. And, and I, I have a charge. Here's my charge to the congregation. 
Every time you see a styrofoam cup the rest of your life, whisper a prayer for your pastor. I know that sounds silly. Wherever you are, how many of you drink coffee, by the way? Would you raise your hand? How many of you think that it's an evil brew and you don't touch it? Would you wave at me? I'll, I'll, I'll be praying for you people. You, you don't know what you're missing. But would you do that? I mean, that's, 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 that's a challenge. I know that sounds silly, but this is what Scripture says. There's a fragile clay jar. I didn't give you a clay jar. I gave you a styrofoam cup. But every time you see one, I want you to walk out of here today knowing that he's not going to be perfect. He's going to make mistakes. Good grief, people. A pastor, you know, I, 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 I was talking to a group of pastors and I was talking about the things that cause people to leave a church and, and it, we kind of came up with the conclusion that most people have concluded that pastors have strings to them and you pull those strings and they are puppets and you get them to do what you wanted as long as they do what you want them to do. They're great, but folks, there's only one person pulling Pastor Jay's string from here on out. And that's his heavenly father. And he will have to lead us that way. Pastors are not puppets. Pray for him. You may not always understand what or why, but pray for him. Remember, he's fragile. That's the first thing. There's an there's a application here. I want you to write it down, if you would. The real strength that a follower of Jesus possesses is not their own. That's what the scripture says. There's a couple let's talk about it. Thoughts here for our, our life groups throughout the week. But the second thought, here it is. Within the fragile vessel, we carry a priceless treasure. So there's two thoughts in this verse. Uh, the, the, the second Corinthians 4-7 passage in the New King James kind of pulls this out really well when it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure, the word treasure. So two thoughts. Vessel. Very fragile vessel, us, treasure. What is that treasure? The treasure is the truth about Jesus Christ. You can write that in. I hope you won't forget that. It's not about us. We started with that. And again, some, some more let's talk about it questions to look at through the week. But I, I just want to draw it to kind of a, a place of clarity by telling you a little story. Uh, first of all, Pastor Jay is, is far more and better equipped and more gifted than I was when I started. I, I've told somebody in the past about the train wreck, the, the first church I was in, there had been uh, a lead pastor who'd had an affair and it blew up. And, and I, I found myself through circumstances, at the age of 24, a church called me to be their pastor. You should have seen me the first time. I was in a marriage counseling session, and the couple was really, really old. They were in their late 30s. <laughs> but he is equipped. I have no doubt about that. But here, here it is. Listen to me. This is big. If we walk out of here and remember this today, if when we pray we have this on our mind, it will make all the difference in the world. That cup, it has a second element to it, and that is the office. Because although Jason remains a fragile vessel, 
the calling of God puts upon him and gives him in the office an honor. An honor that is much more like a beautiful ceramic cup than it is a clay vessel. I, I, had, I told this story to Jay. It just seems to make sense now. When I was about Pastor Jay's age, I was asked to speak at a conference, uh, one of the largest conference centers uh, in the country and thousands of people there. And when I got there, there was somebody there waiting for me with a big sign, you know, welcome, Pastor Ed. And they walked me into the room. They took my stuff, my briefcase, and, and carried it in, all the materials I had, my, my PowerPoint and all that. And, and as they walked me in, they took me into the room, and they gave me a cup of coffee in a beautiful ceramic cup. And I remember thinking, this is pretty cool. They, and every time I looked down, that cup was refilled with hot coffee. And they followed me around, they took me back to the hotel, and they carried my suitcases, and they put me in, and the next day they were there waiting for me. And, and, and I, I remember thinking, I, I could get used to this, you know? <laughs> this is kind of cool. And then I remembered, clay vessel. We're not preaching Ed Holland, we're preaching Christ. And, and a, a connection thought really overwhelmed me at that moment and it's very appropriate for now and here it is it's this simple two things calling office calling we carry the calling in our fragile vessel and I, i'm going to take you back over a decade ago when pastor jay used to meet me early in the morning at mcdonald's on his way to work. You know, one of the other reasons I believe so strongly in him, Jay has been successful in the real world. A lot of pastors never make it in the real world. He, he is gifted and he has been successful and he was going to work and on the way to work uh, because I was asking his advice on some areas with graphics and such. I don't even remember what, early in the morning on his way to work and we would meet and, and I would spend a lot of money buying him breakfast at McDonald's literally and and he would uh just bless me with with so much creative work and idea and thinking he's been influencing my thinking really the entire time here and and so as we got to the point we needed a youth pastor we began a nationwide search jay was a jason was a volunteer with our student ministries and i I literally looked right over him and did a nationwide search, talked to a number of people, began the process. And one day, Kathy and I, were we literally had hard copies. We weren't looking at it online, but hard copies of resumes, dozens and dozens of them. And Kathy pushed back and said, Ed, are we like out of our minds? We, we have somebody right in front of us who seems to have a calling. Have we, should we talk to this person? I, and I... Of course, a little slow on the draw here. I'm still going, who, who? She says, Jason Knight. And it was like a thunderbolt hit me. I said, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I believe strongly in, in preparation for ministry. And so one of the first challenges was for Jason to finish through his religious training, his Bible training, both in an undergrad and graduate master's level, which he did. But at that, at that moment, 
after weeks of discussion, I put a question to him. And he began praying. He did not answer like that. Boom. He didn't answer quickly. I said, Jay, I don't want to hire you to be a youth pastor if you're not called. We've been talking about this. I see indications. I, you know what I was doing? I was just recognizing what God had already done. God had called him. And he was coming to a, an awareness of that himself. But when I said, are you called? Because I said, here's the, here's the way I want you to see this. If Ed Holland drops dead of a heart attack and you're on staff as our youth pastor, will you continue to follow God's calling as a pastor? You're not working for Ed Holland. And, and he and Val went and they held hands. They prayed together. They did this every night for a couple of months. This was not a, oh yeah, give me the job. This, this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally the answer came, yes, I believe I'm called. Well, that, that's the first thing. And, and from that point forward, something was different. He had acknowledged what God had done. I saw it. Kathy saw it before me because she's always been more spiritual than me, probably. Bob Lamb, you know what that's like, don't you? Having a wife that's, where's my brother? Where are you? You know what that's like, right? Okay, amen. I got an amen there. And so here it is. The calling, no doubt about it. And, and God has certainly affirmed that calling throughout the years. But now we come to another issue. It's the issue of an office. Well, when I, when I went to this conference and, and they handed me a beautiful ceramic coffee cup, it finally hit me. That, that cup really wasn't about me. It was about the office. I was a pastor of a local New Testament church that God was blessing in. And, and one day, that office would be handed off to another. You with me? My calling is the same. I'm going to continue to preach. I'm going to continue to help pastors. I'm going to, I will not be a lead pastor again. The office. And so today when I came in, nobody handed me a ceramic, beautiful cup with hot coffee in it. Guess what I got? I got a styrofoam cup. It's all I deserve. Pastor Jay now has the ceramic cup. He has the office. And, and we are to honor him for that. And all God's people said? Amen. It's God's doing. It's not mine. I'm going to ask Pastor Jay and Valerie, if they would, to come to the platform right now. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to have a lot of moving parts here. So the best way for me to do this is just ask everybody who's involved, if you would, wherever you are, would you come and take your places? We've got our spiritual leadership team that's going to join me up here. Uh, we're going to do a couple of things here that I, I think, I hope, will make sense to every one of us. But more importantly than anything, yeah, I think we're going to keep that, that bit small. But the first thing I want to do, where's my, my lovely bride, Miss Kathy? Would you come on too, honey? And I told you... The, the first thing I want to do while Kathy's coming, the ceramic cup is no longer mine. Uh, this says pastor on it, shepherd, faithful servant, gives biblical guidance, instruction, is a teacher, a friend, a counselor, is also known as the sermonator, okay? So, <laughs> Pastor Jay, this is not mine, this is yours, and I love you. I get it. All I get is a cheap cop, he's thinking. <laughs> I love you too. 
And my lovely bride, Kathy, would you come at this time? These flowers are for the lovely Valerie Knight. They represent her inner beauty and her willingness to be a part of this calling. Would you celebrate with me what God has done? Would you do that now? Now, we need to get our deacons and their wives down front, down here as well. And, and to give you free hands, I'm going to let you guys set these over here. And uh, what we're going to do now is so significant and so important. Deacons and wives, would you just pull in here as quickly as you can and as, much, as close to the platform? And I'm going to ask and invite uh, all of those who are on our spiritual leadership team uh, they serve as elders in our church. Uh, Pastor Jay, would you have a seat on this stool right here, please, sir? You can kneel. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, kids, family, would you join us on the platform? Mom and dad, Patty, Larry, uh, deacons. We got all our deacons down here. Kind of pack in here, if you would. And what we're going to try to do here now is everyone, if they can... Get as close, pull right in here. And then I'm going to ask everyone here to stand up as well. And obviously everyone here cannot get a hand on Jason, but every, everyone's heart and your hand is important in this. And so when we pray, I'm actually going to ask those of you who are in this church community, in this church family, if you would, as we pray this prayer of installation, as uh, Gary Chaplin and Carolyn Tinsley and, and then also Larry. We've asked Larry Knight, if he would as well, to pray. I'm going to ask you from where you're standing, if, as we bow our heads and pray, you don't have to do this. If you want to reach your hand out toward Pastor Jay and be a part of this today, because this is, as I said earlier, not, not Moses couldn't get by without people holding him up because he has a fragile vessel, a body, that the honor is due. The ceramic cup says that. That's, that's his. We owe him that honor. We owe him that respect. But I am pleading with you today to be a part of this. If every one of us will, will make a commitment, this is the commitment I'm asking you to make, that you will keep the kind of relationship with Jesus so that you have the ability to pray for others. Do you realize your prayers will not be answered if you don't have that kind of relationship? And every time you see a styrofoam cup from here on out, whisper a prayer. Praying for spiritual leaders. Praying for Pastor Jay. Pastor Eddie, are we ready to go with the, the microphone? Let, let's go ahead at this time. Let's pray. Father, we are truly amazed at the loving God that you are. Today, Father, we are so thankful that you've chosen our next leader. In Jason, Father, I thank you that the church unanimously supported that decision. But now, Lord, as a church, I pray that we would be there to lift his arms up. That, God, we would serve under him as his heart becomes your heart and his thoughts become your thoughts. Lord, in the book of Isaiah, it says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And God, I pray, 
each day that Jason would wait upon you. Lord, further in Isaiah, your scripture tells us, you say, fear not, for I am with you. I am your God. I will be there for you. I'll help you. I will strengthen you. And I will uphold you with my righteousness. And that's our prayer today, God, that Jason would look to you for every decision as he leads this congregation. Lord, it's a tremendous responsibility. But God, if he follows your direction and uses godly wisdom, Father, I know that this church can continue to grow. And as Jason has told me time and time again, he just wants to preach Jesus. So God, we pray that people would come to know you, but not only accept you, but continue, Lord, in being discipled and God going out and reaching this community with the purpose that you've given this church. I pray for Valerie and the kids, Lord, as there's going to be times when he's going to have to leave for a few minutes at un untimely times, Lord, to do what you've called him to do. So help them to understand and to support and to be there for him. God, you are amazing for what you've done. And we just pray again that you would just bless his ministry as it begins, that we will see countless people one to Christ, and for that we will ever be grateful. We pray in Jesus' name. Before I pray, I have a, a quote that I want to read. It's from John Piper. If you live a life to make others glad in God, your life will be hard. Your risks will be high, and your joy will be full. Dear sweet pastor's wife, I know that your life is going to be hard, and the risks are going to be high. And may your joy be very full. Father, I want to lift up Valerie Knight to you today and pray, Father, that you would bless her life as a pastor's wife and that you have given her gifts and talents and a personality that you will ye use to further the kingdom of God. Lift her up, Father. Encourage her. Strengthen her. And lead her as she leads her children, Gavin and Allison and Lincoln and Wilson. Bless her, Father. Use her in a mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The psalmist David wrote, But verily God did hear me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. So, Father, we agree this morning with the psalmist, and we confirm that you have not turned your ear away from our prayers. God, you did answer our prayers as we cried out that you would give us guidance, and you brought the man of your choosing to us in Pastor Jason. And so we ask that you will bestow wisdom upon him beyond his years, that you will bestow upon him the knowledge of your word as he breaks forth uh, the word in the coming weeks and years and, and teaches us, that you will provide safety and protection for him and his family as 
Satan, as a roaring lion, mm. seeks to devour, please protect him. That you will protect our congregation and you will continue to give us unity as you did in our vote and uh, you'll continue to give us unity in, in supporting uh, Pastor Jay and his family. God, continue to bless. Help us to seek uh, after you as we've been seeking here these past weeks and months uh, for our pastor. God, help us to continue to do that. And we'll give you the honor and the glory and praise because you deserve it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let me have a lot of deacons, wives, families, please return to your seats and make yourself comfortable. Uh, we're going to be dismissed in just a few brief seconds here. But uh, one of the, the last things I've been asked to be a part of uh, in this service is that, uh, Pastor Jay, if you, and Val, I'm so sorry I wasn't quick enough with you. That this, our spiritual leadership team, we refer to them as the SLT, the spiritual leadership team, which uh, Pastor Jay will soon be leading, our trustees uh, also they serve as our elders together with Pastor Jay. That he will draw great wisdom and strength from them. But uh, th this is a card from the SLT. It, it has a gift in it for both of you. And so I'm giving it directly to Val. Okay. okay. And, and I just thought before Jay gives us a closing word that this would be a great time to just party and celebrate. Would you join me? You know, you have something that you're thinking you're going to say, and then God's like, no, that's not it. And this morning, uh, something hit me in our prayer time, and so I just want to share it because I'm so excited for what God's going to do as we move forward. Um, but I feel like we have to close with scripture. Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord on all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Can't say it better than the word of God. I believe we've only scratched the surface, as I said last week, of what God wants to do with Connect Church, and I'm so excited for what he wants to do moving forward. I can't thank you all enough and praise God enough for this very surreal moment. Um, next week, 10 a.m., Unified Service, as we honor Pastor Ed and Kathy in their retirement. Can't wait to see you all then next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next Sunday.